Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'd like to just remind everyone that not only do I run these episodes, I try to do a few every every week. Um, it depends on, on the week, but I am also doing content on YouTube. I'm doing videos on YouTube, which are kind of um, in the same vein as the podcast where there's a topic and I talk about it, but I just do it on video. It gives me the chance to kind of see you guys. And I do I do that. It's on the YouTube channel, which is Financial Emancipator. So you head on over there and subscribe. There's some good videos there. You can catch up on what's there. And also, um, I'm trying to to change again, making some changes and shifts in the podcast content. So if you have topics that you really want to hear about and you want me to discuss, please feel free to send me an email at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at the financial emancipation.com. Also, I'm looking for co-host. I want to do an episode on the cost of dating and um, dating, particularly in New York City. So if you're a person who's in New York City, man or woman who's dating, I'd like to hear your perspective on dating and the cost of dating, who should pay, what, how much it should cost. I'd like to do a podcast on that. So if, you, if you're interested, just send me an email. Again, Malik at thefinancialemancipation.com. So that's just a little bit of housekeeping business I wanted to get out in the beginning, which I usually do at the end. But I said, let me start at the beginning this time so that we can uh, take that off the table. So speaking of those videos on YouTube, I have a video on YouTube that I put up, which is about Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj and the um, respectability of money. And there's a lot of debate. Again, I like to come to topics later. You know, sometimes everyone's, in, you know, really interested in rushing to a topic and being, you know, and that's how social media works now. And that's how things work. So if you talk about something when everyone else is talking about it, you get a lot of what they consider to be clout. That's what the, that's what the young kids say. You get clout. You get people accessing your your material because everyone's talking about a thing. And so. For me, that's so cool because, I mean, who doesn't want to get access and have people looking at their material? But sometimes in the rush to do that, people, um, a lot of groupthink happens. A lot of people just say the same thing over and over again. And for me, I like to bring my perspective to uh, a topic after it's been kind of researched and thought about. And I also like to make sure how it relates to the everyday listener of the podcast and the everyday person because you're talking about two rich women at a rich person's event doing rich people things. Um, that's not the same as how that relates to us on a daily basis, a day to day. And those of us who are trying to get financially free, those of us who are trying to live our best financial lives that may or may not include getting quote unquote rich or earning a whole, whole lot of money to the point where you're wearing Dolce & Gabbana gowns and Givenchy shoes and, and, and all these things that may not be the goal or may not even be the direction you're headed in. But how do these topics that do impact those people and the, and the commentary on that, how does that relate to the daily life of the daily average person? And so I found that in looking at and following the topic of the alleged, you know, not even, it wasn't alleged, we saw it. It was um, an incident. I wouldn't even call it a fight. It was an incident that occurred between uh, these two women. You know, people got really involved in, you know, the fact that this happened where they were. They were in expensive gowns. They had on expensive shoes. They were, 
you know, they were at this event where there were other people there who had money and high fashion, et cetera. And then that was the problem as it related to why they behave this way. And that brought me, again, doing the analysis of it, that brought me to looking at just regular people's commentary, which had a lot to do with respectability. You know, you shouldn't act this way when you have money. You shouldn't act this way when you um, are around other people with money. And it brings to a point that makes, that, that kind of works for what we're discussing is the idea that the more money you have, the better you are, right? Not the better off you are, the better you are, the better you will behave, the better you will act, the better you will participate in society, the better you will be. It's an idea that money changes who you are. Money makes you into another version or at least money should. Because when I watched how people, just regular folks were talking about this, you could tell that people who aspire to money, people who aspire to have more money believe that something about them fundamentally it, it would be better if they had money which then in turn means that they think that something is wrong with them or they're bad when they don't have money that is a perception of what money does a perception of what money means and how money or access to money or proximity to money really plays into self-esteem and self-worth and that many people who have no close proximity to the type of money that was being described in the situation actually believe that their self-worth is tied to how much money they have or how much money they're perceived to have. And that in that, in the perception that self-worth is greater when you have more money or more access to money, it kind of takes you one off the hook when you behave badly and you don't have money because you say, well, if I was better, I would be better if I had more, right? Right. Um, and it also speaks to what a large part of the population believes about people who don't have, meaning people in society, people who are lower income, people who are poor, people believe that those people are less than, right? So the people who have money, people who are rich are better. People who don't have money are, n are not as good. And the point of that is to say that the behavior that these women demonstrated would, would be acceptable if they were two poor women on the street somewhere, that would be acceptable. But because they're two rich women in a rich environment, the behavior was not acceptable. Do you see the line that's drawn there? It speaks to an idea that having more makes you better, having less makes you worse. And therefore, bad behavior is acceptable when you have less, not when you have more because of the, the, the kind of relationship between having more and being better. That is something that we influence our children with. That is something that we influence ourselves with. It's something that social media perpetuates. It's something that is, is, is present in society. It's something that's present in government when you hear people talk about the poor. It's something that I'm sure we've all done, right? We've all done it in the context of how we speak about people who don't have. You know, because as much praise as we give to those who have, again, we all are giving it because the expectation is that because these women have, they should be happier. I listened to a podcast and I heard the co-host say, you know, I don't know why these people are so unhappy. They have all this money. They should be happier. And again, it's a connotation that people believe that the source of unhappiness is not having money and that money will cure that happiness. And then you find and meet rich people who will tell you that they are unhappy. They're more unhappy um, you know, I can't remember who said it, but someone said, you know, I was happier. I think it was Meek Mill. I'm, I was happier when I was broke. Like people say that, like as a general principle of who you are, people have bills tell you they've been happier when they've been broke. Now, when you're broke, you can't imagine that that could be true. But this placement of money, money's um, meaning, money's relation to happiness, well behavior, all these things are why we constantly get quote unquote surprised when we see people who have 
act in a similar fashion to people who don't. And we we are reluctant to identify this as behavior of humans rather than association with having the haves or the have nots. But we want to separate that because as much as we don't maybe want to admit it, we kind of subscribe in bits and pieces to a caste society, a caste system in which better, more is better, less is worse. And so that is why it seems to me that we have kind of assigned a blame to the situation with Cardi and Nikki that says you can't act that way because you have you shouldn't act that way never mind that this these are women people with emotions feelings they're still humans and they've acted upon whatever their natural instincts are as a society we don't accept it because we don't we believe that the more you have the better you should behave and the better you should be, the happier you should be. And if you're a person who's looking, walking, moving towards your financial emancipation, it's why I constantly talk about associating and, and moving along in your financial freedom with getting therapy and getting other types of mental health care because the two, you know, you may think that you're unhappy because your finances are out of order, but your unhappiness may not have anything to do with that. And the fact that you may not find that out until you, you, you achieve what you consider to be your financial happy place and find that you're still unhappy or you proceed you find that you continuously sabotage your journey to financial emancipation because you think that there's some sort of ever additional responsibility that comes with that that is tied to happiness that comes with money you're not happy and therefore you you kind of keep yourself in this financial bind because it kind of works with your um your your already existing mental space so we have to think about how we assign that. How do we look at money and give money so much power as it relates to our behavior, our happiness, and how we carry on in the world? I think that the demonstration here is not about Nikki or Cardi. These are two women who, again, are going to go on and do rich things and be rich people. I think it's us. It's the perception that we have as a, as a people and how it relates to our own finances and how it relates to how we interact with money and what we think money means for us. Because if you look at that situation and think, if I had that much money, I would never act that way. You're assigning something unrealistic to money. If you act that way now, if you had money, you'd act that way too. Because that's how Cardi acted when she didn't have money. That's how Cardi's going to act now because that's who she is. Maybe she will grow and change into a different person, but it won't be because of the money. It will be because of other things. And so, you know, and just as a reminder, Naomi Campbell has been a rich model for a long time and she stay hitting people with phones and things of that nature. And I think she stopped doing that more recently because she may have gotten to manage what her anger issues were, but it had nothing to do with her wealth, her access, her, her statue, her anything. She's been the baddest model on the runway forever and she still hit a lady with a phone. Sometimes some things are what goes on in your head it has nothing to do with where you stand in society. So I challenge all of us to really think in your own personal life, how do you assign money and relate it to your happiness? And, and what are you doing in your life to get happy that have nothing to do with your money? And are you, your money and your happiness kind of trying to work, walk on, a, on the same track? Or are you doing and managing those things separately? And how does that work for you? Think about how you interpreted this Nikki and Cardi situation. When you looked at it, what was the first thing you thought? And catch yourself, hear yourself, because that's how you'll know where do you assign money, stature, fame, all of those things to. 
And when you do that, and when you can you really reflect on that, you will see where you yourself may be internalizing some some of what society tells us that money brings happiness and a standard of behavior that changes and that also not having money. Because you have to always remember the flip, which is that while we assign so much praise to having money, it's what we assign to not having money that becomes problematic for people like you and I who are struggling and working and moving through financial challenges, attempting to get to our financial freedom. So uh, thank you for listening today. I hope you're willing to join the conversation. Head on over to um, Facebook at uh, Financial Emancipation. There's a, a conversation going on in the Facebook group. You, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, head on over to YouTube, watch the video that I did on this and a few other things at Financial Emancipator, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And also, if you have any questions for me, also, I'm sorry, follow me on Instagram, Financial Emancipation. And if you have any questions for me, feel free to send me an email, Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll be back as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.